All right, welcome back to another episode and live stream and podcast of the USL show, where this week we are going to be talking about obviously the USL, where announcements are made up and the expansions don't matter. Um, <laughs> is it going to be New Orleans? Is it going to be? Is it going to be possibly one Knox? It is one Knox. They already spilled the beans. Way to go, admin. Um, and. Is it going to be someone else? Someone already said the Cosmos. So, hmm, we'll see. Will they be back from the dead? Probably not, but we'll see. Um, but let's just go ahead, uh, you know, just go drop it down to the person to my bottom right corner, a uh, team that we talked about a month ago that's already back from the dead, uh, Sir Hammerhead himself. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm happy to have my hammerheads already back in the league and announced there was a very good article in our local paper today talking about the four things that to look out for with this team. And in the cover photo, it still showed a photo of myself and my dad and the rest of the Port City firm from a match that I could visually remember going to, <laughs> which was really cool to know that somewhere in the archives, there's the history of the Wilmington hammerheads there. And I intend to tell that story one day. And then to the person to his up, uh, a person who's wearing nice glasses, first time I've seen him wearing glasses. And is it any surprise that the man leaves and suddenly New Orleans is getting a footy? Who knows? Uh, Alan, welcome back from, you know, Louisiana. How you doing? Great. It's nice to be back in a place where that doesn't make you sweat all over the place and then <laughs> like sweat some more. Uh, I had a good time in New Orleans. Uh, I think if a footy team finds its way there, there's, uh, a very diverse group of people who would make that a, a pretty attractive place. Uh, and uh, not just because of Bourbon Street, but because of all the other delicious food and beverages I had not on Bourbon Street this past week. So I'm glad to be back. Um, yeah, thanks. As a person who supported a team that played New Orleans years ago, it's awesome. They're a great time. And the person directly below me, uh, who decided to leave us because he had to be a super dad. Um, how dare he? Uh, Geo rocking the wonderful new training top with a brand new uh, Greenville kit coming out very recently. Geo, man, how you doing? I'm good, man. I've missed you guys. Missed talking soccer with all of you. We uh, family got COVID. Poor little eight-month-old baby uh, was sick. and He's still recovering, but doing much better. Uh, back to work this week. Um, back to normal. I missed my, I think, fourth ever Greenville Triumph home game this past weekend, and it killed me. But baby fell asleep in my arms while we watched them get a win against Fuego. So, hey. it's a good. We're, we're we're getting we're getting better and getting wins still. So I'm in a good mood. I'm happy to be back. I do want to. You mentioned Fuego. They released an incredible. Uh, uh, graphic about the fire and ice cup about the first edition of the fire mm -hmm. and ice cup because apparently the one that happened before did not happen so whatever memory you have of the match that definitely happened before that they definitely are trying to make you forget about did not happen don't worry about it um obviously we'll probably mention the new orleans and one knocks thank you admin for releasing that too early um <laughs> but we want I want to go ahead and jump over to W League because the playoffs are set. And we should jump over to Greenville, South Carolina first, where we have a Greenville team taking on a really good um, Long Island Rough uh, Riders 
uh, team. So that's going to be a legacy early. Are you uh, early college? Are you going to be there, Gio? I will be there. I'm taking my daughter to uh, her first game in a while. She hasn't doesn't have the same interest in soccer as I do, um, but she's excited to go see the girls play. Good. And it's exciting for me. I was explaining to her how, as a kid, I played against some Long Island Rough Rider youth teams and some guys, kids who played with the Rough Riders, uh, the men's team, back in the day. And I played in their stadium and practiced right outside as a kid. Then I moved to Greenville, and now Greenville is my team. So it's an interesting way. My both my hometowns, you know, as I would call Greenville now, because I've lived here longer than I lived on Long Island this year now. Um, so it'll be fun. Um, Rough Riders look good. They won 18 nothing recently, um, so they can score some goals. Um, but, uh, you know, Greenville still has looked good, even though we've had a couple losses recently. And I know we lost a few players going back to college, which hurts. But, you know, I still think we got a, a squad to make a run. I think that's going to be something we're going to see a lot across the board is uh, people, um, you know, teams losing players to college. I know that's happening across a lot of different leagues right now because that's how summer leagues work. Uh, those training camps are starting back again soon. Uh, another matchup that's really, really interesting here is we have FC Miami City uh, versus Tormenta, which we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Carter Payne uh, with Tormenta. He was a player down um, with their Tormenta 2 side down in League 2. Um, we've been posting um, on our Twitter of uh, the Albus uh, Foundation um, where they created the Carter Payne uh, Fund. Uh, he tragically lost his life this week, and so we're going to be posting the crap out of it. We highly, you know, suggest you, you know, doing the same, taking the time. If you have the money, I know money's scarce right now, but if you have the money, please. Um, if not, share it around. Um, if you're listening to this in podcast form, it'll be the very first link in this description. So check that out. Um, but going back to this match of Tormenta, who I guess it just seems like they always seem to be doing things right. They're always around the playoffs. But this is an FC Miami City team who was one of the three teams coming to the playoffs undefeated. This is a really interesting matchup between these two clubs. And then the one that I think we'll save it for last. So we also have Morris versus McLean, which I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch uh, McLean lately, um, but they are good, good, <laughs> like really good squad. Um, very impressed with what they're doing. But these brackets were predetermined from my understanding that this division will face this division. They didn't do it off of, necessarily by seeding and which they probably had the worst possible outcome, which was undefeated Aurora are going against the undefeated Indy 11 with two of the two most, I guess, uh, well attended teams in all of the W league. And they are facing off immediately in the quarterfinals. What do you guys think about that? I mean, if they go to PKs, then you know, both teams can still remain technically undefeated. So uh, that's what I'm kind of hoping for is a is a kind of a two teams going toe to toe and playing full the full ninety and they have extra time in in W League playoffs. I'm not sure. Um, sure I would assume have. so. I would assume so. 
So I would like to see this one go the distance. Um, so this is also like I'm rooting for them because they have one of the the best uh, the best badges as well. Like I'd, I'd like Not to see indie. them, and I'd like to see <laughs> see <laughs> I'd like to see the two best crests make it to the end, uh, which is the two bet the from the bottom part of the bracket um, in, in Greenville and Aurora face off against each other because I think those are the two best looking patches and I'm picking like this is an NCAA double NCAA <laughs> bracket I mean you have to be looking at it I mean if you're look if you're the league right now this sounds I guess kind of bad but if you're talking about wanting to grow something and promote the crap out of it Aurora has to be the team that you have to be rooting for to go all the way they're selling out almost every single match. They are looking good while doing it. Oh, and also Sarah Fuller is their starting goalkeeper. That is a storyline. That is instant clicks that gets people to click on your live stream. That's huge um, for the league. I, it sucks I don't have Indy on the other side because I would have loved to see a semifinal between Indy and Greenville. That would have been incredible to watch. You know, if we could have gotten maybe, you know, FC Miami or yeah, FC Miami City going off and in the semifinals, we have two teams running each other's season on a perfect season to make it to the finals. That's incredible. That's incredible storylines. I think it, it'd be hard and I understand why they did it by regions. But next year, if we could have more of a seed based tournament, we could have so many incredible storylines on our hands, especially with three undefeated teams uh, in the mix. But uh, did Ryan or anybody else, do y'all have any thoughts on the, uh, the playoffs at hand? Have to imagine the winner of that Minnesota Indy 11 game is going to have the inside track to the final. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to, I agree with that. I mean, our, our good friend John has been covering this indie team with his uh, tactics and whatnot, who, you know, he has his big job, his big boy job now. So congrats to John. Um, yeah. It's, it's hard to imagine that whoever wins that match is not basically securing a place in the playoffs, but that said Morris and McLean, uh, Morris elites an incredible team as well. I've had the chance to watch them a few times. McLean's also very fun to watch. But this Indy 11 team and Aurora team just seem to be a step above the rest. Um, but I think that's going to be about it for the playoffs. We have a lot of stuff uh, to talk about with uh, League 2, but I don't think that's quite wrapped up yet, and we don't have the full playoff picture yet. So we're going to wait until we fully have that before we fully dive into that. But, hey, we do have, I guess, a little bit. So just to talk about, I guess... Let's go ahead and just dive into this announcement stuff. Like, is there an announcement? Is there not an announcement? Is it New Orleans? It's probably New Orleans. Um, let's start off with One Knox, who they have been one of the better, you know, attended teams. They've had a ton of success recently, um, winning their boot trophy, which is kind of fun. Um, they show up one year. They have a great branding. They have a great following. But you kind of have to feel a little bit for a team that's also in their area who's had more sustained success in Asheville City. 
is that something that you guys i grant this is i guess a pro rail conversation whatever but i mean as good as one Knox has been astral city has been doing it for a long time now it's a little bit weird to not see them get the call or maybe they declined it i would have liked to see Asheville. i've been a, a fan of what they do for a long time um even when in npsl against greenville fc those were some fun games to go to um current greenville triumph striker uh Jesus Abara haunts them in their dreams after some of the goals I watched him do against him. But I would have loved to see that. We have Jamie Smith on our team now that played, was their captain for a, a few years. Um, and I'm really surprised they haven't pushed as hard. You know, there hasn't been many rumors about them actually doing it. Hopefully one day, that would be an awesome rivalry to have. Um, I would love to go visit uh, much more often. Um, but hopefully one day. Yeah, I mean, I have to imagine Asheville eventually makes that push towards USL, given how successful they've been at NPSL and USL 2, that at some point they'll get the financial backing that they need to make the push into the league. And I think that's basically what it's down to with all of these expansion announcements of you see it within one Knox having financial backing, New Orleans potentially having that one. Even the recent with Hammerheads backing within Wilmington, it was down to either Winston-Salem or Wilmington from an earlier announcement today that it's down to what markets the league and the ownership groups think they can do the best in and if there's an ownership group willing to take a chance on that market. Go ahead, Alan. I was going to say, I think some of it also just boils down to who's got the Benjamins and who's willing to put up the money. I mean, we, we see this with MLS, with you know some of these cities that you're questioning whether or not they can, can actually pull through. I mean, Austin's been a pretty decent uh, example of being able to be pretty successful. Um, but, you know, they had that USL side that was trying to prove that soccer can exist in Austin and they were supposed to move up. Uh, but then, you know, someone else who was a little bit more powerful and had a little bit more money came in and, and swooped that Austin. Um, so I, I just think some of the times it boils down to money. I think that's been a question in San Diego. And the owner in San Diego said, well, if San Diego wants an MLS team, it's not going to be me because I don't have a billion dollars. And so I think... You know, the ownership group having a financially sound uh, organization with an owner that's willing to put up the money in order to to be to to move up, I think, is is something to consider. And and not that Asheville hasn't been doing a great job. It's maybe there just isn't someone there who is either going to take that ownership up with that dollar amount or just like, hey, we're we're happy running the organization we have now. We're really successful at this level. And we're going to keep doing it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with an ownership group saying we're going to maximize our USL League 2. Just the same thing on the different levels, right? If there's a USL League 1 team that's really killing it and that just doesn't want to move up, it's like we're comfortable here. We understand the financials. We can run a good team. We know who the, who to scout, who to bring in. It behooves them to stay at that level because I think that's also what benefits soccer in America as well is that we know how to identify the talent. We know how to develop the talent at that level and then get them to the next level. So there's almost like a a player pro rel uh, more than a team pro rel. Uh, and maybe one Knox is just ready to take that and say, hey, we got some guys who have some some cash to burn. And I, sometimes that's the difference. Um. So sorry, I just got the notification um, it appears that we do know who the expansion side is. It's not 
one Knox. There's hmm. no way. It is Santa Barbara Sky no way. Club. They are it's a new California club. They are officially joining the league in 2024. Their hmm. hashtag is hashtag reach for the sky. That is interesting. What? Santa Barbara. That's hmm. uh, Santa Barbara, California. I mean, we all knew Santa Barbara that. Sky. We all knew that League One was very and this is something I was about to bring up because I saw John Fuller's comment of League One has been so southeast centric that they have really focused basically on the Carolinas and the Appalachian Mountains. Um, but Santa Barbara. I mean, now that 9.20 East Coast announcement time makes a little more sense because it's mm-hmm. 6.20 here. Uh, if you haven't checked, uh, I'll, pu- I'll, pull- I'll put it on a, um, a tab so you can check it out. It's a pretty interesting uh, crest. Yeah, no, it looks like Empire State Building. <laughs> Do we have the uh, do we have the ability to pull up their announcement video, uh, Alan? Can you can you yeah, do some backroom work? This is interesting. I mean, this was bound to happen of getting more California teams, but this is not what I was expecting. And, and it's, it's being like, led by the former Liverpool uh, chief executive that. Peter Moore as well. Very interesting. interesting. It's a shocker to me. I thought we got him. <laughs> no kidding. I really thought that. Then one knocks, baby. What is you doing with the with the maybe football? Just trolling us. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm a little bit flabbergasted. I'm not gonna lie. I was so ready to just be like one knocks is doing the dang thing, and now it's no. No, they got us. They got us. <sighs> Jake Edwards does it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it is. If uh, for people who are listening to this only, this is horrible podcasting. But if you're watching it, this is the announcement uh, video. Uh, it says professional soccer is here in Santa Barbara, and there's like just generic people playing soccer with like an old school <laughs> soccer ball. Like old school soccer ball, getting out of league one ball, twenty-two, <laughs> alongside the Wilmington Hammerheads in twenty twenty-four, and there is the crest. It does look a little uh, Empire Statey. It has, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, it's it's. Would you say clean? <sighs> Stupid. It's okay. Fine. Can somebody confirm to us that this is please a statue? It has to be. It has to be a statue, <laughs> right? It has to be a statue. I mean, it's probably St. Barbara. Uh, that makes sense. Might be. Yeah, that might be. Do we know? Now, this is an interesting crest, though, yeah, because my, my brain immediately goes to this is perfect branding to have a men's and a women's team. Oh, for sure. Interesting. I was so set on it being one Knox. One Knox's admin is probably just sitting there like I, I what was I supposed to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> and I just tweet they're they're in a weather delay and I said just make the announcement. No, this was <laughs> I'm not deleting anything. 
I mean, it's nice that we're getting more California teams. It's been very East-centric, and I think this is I, – I mean, this is a good thing for USL League 1. But, man, they had us somehow completely thrown off the trail. I uh, There still needs to – it's good to have more California teams, but if you're sort of looking at a map of USO one, there are still a few gaps of the country that need to have teams in. Mm-hmm. Like I looked at the map earlier today and I was just thinking there needs to be more teams within the Midwest to have partners within Ford Madison. There we need to have a return to another team in Texas, to another team in New Orleans, Mississippi, Memphis, in that region of the country. There are still gaps of the country that could benefit from having a league one team there so it's not so much the carolina conference versus the western conference in the in the press release it does say men's and women's team by the way oh okay so this is the interesting question then because there was only one w league team in california they don't i don't think they played because they were they would have been flying across the country so is this the automatic W League, or is they are going to be are they going to be a part of the Super League? It mm. looks like W League. Details regarding Santa Barbara Sky FC women's team will be announced in the coming months. The WSL mm-hmm. USLW League recently completed. So okay. it seems like that's where they're leaning toward. It doesn't say for well. Then for it's the USL Super League's inaugural kickoff. So yeah. So I don't know. It's like it uh, can be either. Mm. Like, we don't know. <laughs> Hang around and find out. As They're for play Santa Barbara City College, okay. As for the championship, apparently there's still the rumors that everybody in New Orleans has been told that New Orleans is happening. So, and that's at this point has to. They've all been told championships. So that's going to be interesting, but we could get sucked into expansion talk all all night long. Um, Listen, we need to go ahead and jump into shockers and told you so's. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with Alan. Um, my week did not go super well. Um, is that from New Orleans? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even I didn't even finish watching the end of that San Diego loyal match. Um, I, I think that was kind of my biggest shock. Is for a third week in a row, San Diego gets a red card. This one, the most dubious of the three, uh, and ends up uh, getting completely destroyed by uh, Los Dos. Um, I think for me, that was a pretty big shock. I think, you know, losing to Los Dos would have been one thing, but I think the way in which they did it with the scoreline uh, was, a, was a pretty big, um, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, I don't think I really had, and I told you so, um, this week, I think I'm, I I was pretty humbled. Um, I think my, (laughs) I think my other big shock was, you know, actually I wouldn't say it's a shock. I thought the Monday, July 4th game between switchbacks and San Diego was very entertaining and very high quality. And it was nice. That's how I started my. New Orleans trip was watching that in New Orleans with fireworks. I was like, this is fun. And then I ended it pretty much with San Diego pooping the bed. Um, and in and out for the money is the best burger deal in California. So Whataburger can go piss off. <laughs> They're both subpar. 
and that's fine. I think Los Dos just scored again a few minutes ago. Yeah, on a, <laughs> uh, on a terribly defended play. Um, and yeah, um, yeah. See, but that, if... I mean, that's that's. I mean, Preston Judd's going to do that to you, right? Like he's just too good to leave your back line that open. I mean, yeah, Preston Judd is ridiculous. To be fair, um, I mean him and. Uh, Cal Jennings and Danny Trejo. I mean, those are guys that, you know, LA connections, obviously with Lostos and, you know, uh, LAFC that really are too good to be in the championship, in my opinion, but they're just kind of blocked out by um, like Gareth Bale. You know, that's a small thing standing in the the way of some certain strikers. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That one's not great. Um, what are some shockers and some told you so's, Ryan? I guess I will start with not an I told you so that I had, but someone else had an I told you so online with uh, the Oakland Roots basically yeah. fighting for that draw that they got against Sacramento, forcing Sacramento to score at 90 plus six. We had tweeted out our picks last week, and someone had responded with saying that, watch this, Oakland's about to get the <laughs> ugliest draw you have ever seen. And to be fair, at some, point, they were up, <laughs> at some point, they were up three to two, and it looked like a decent enough win, but uh, Sacramento rescued the draw in extra time, and that was a game that uh, Alan and myself had picked as locks of the past week, and it was just kind of more of an unfortunate uh, outcome. But uh, yeah, if I had to say just more of, I told you so, it was just Memphis. They continue to get the job done and Phoenix continues kind of just sliding down the table. If you toss in a red card to uh, their last match, it's Memphis with a three to one win over a now very much in danger Phoenix rising team who the panic button needs to be found. It needs to be pressed and it needs to be, action upon it's not going to be oppressed for two years yeah mm. yeah i mean hey good on you peter for calling us out and you know hey uh i guess phil is a genius all along all it takes is you know having to disappear from the usl show to be fully relieved of the usl show curse i guess um all in jest i mean uh, speaking of jest, please announce the uh, New Orleans. Um, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, for Phil, take care of the babies. Please take care. Of, please take care of the baby. Um, yeah, that that one was a bit of a shock to me as well. That one was a definitely an interesting watch. If you're Oakland, you have to be sitting there thinking, "Well, we should have won that." I, in a vacuum, it's a win because points against Sacramento is good if you're oakland but also in the fashion that it happened it's a loss you know yeah oakland needs to move some of those draws to wins they have double they're only ten only team with double digit draws like they've also played like 17 more matches than everybody else though it's true but (laughs) like who who who's the next closest like with they're with six El Paso has also paid twenty or has also played twenty-one games, and they do have six draws alongside Orange County, Detroit, and the Miami FC and Tampa Bay. Yeah, so that's like the next closest team, and and Colorado Springs still has yet to get a draw. 
Really? That's impressive. That is actually really impressive. Uh, Geo shocks and I told you so. Quick question. Can we lock draws? That's something yes. we haven't done before. Yeah. Because yeah. at this point, it, I, I thought about it earlier. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to pick a win. <laughs> but um, uh, my shock was uh, Tormenta actually winning a game at home, which shouldn't be a shock for most games, <laughs> but for them, uh, scoring two goals against a uh, decent Chattanooga Red Bulls side um, is, is you know, pretty good. And uh, if maybe they're getting it together. I think Sterling came back, um, and they're, you know, maybe their defense decided to show up today. The field was ugly. Uh, so it was an ugly game. I know we had a lot of rain delays over the weekend. But I'm glad they finally got a first win in front of the five fans that they have there. Um, <laughs> and uh, Greenville. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> Green, Greenville beating Central Valley. You know, I, uh, I hate that I missed it, but I enjoyed watching it at home. I made the baby cry, screaming yes when Benton Evans scored. Um, that's all I said. Yeah, yes, and then he cried. But... Um, it was a good win at home, and we've been playing well. I know a lot of team, a lot of people talked about the panic button the first few weeks of the season. Now, you know, going almost at the halfway point, uh, we're leading the league going into a big game against Richmond and Tormenta tomorrow, actually. So, um, you know, we've we've been playing well, and I think we're going to start seeing who the real contenders are pretty soon. Um, you know, I know Union Omaha still has a few games in hand, talking about teams who draw, but a lot like uh, Oakland you know Omaha has a few games in hand but they have the most draws in the league uh currently and they're not really making up points it's not helping them I know they have that real good run in the open cup but that's over now and they need to start getting some wins as they're not playing well at home um you know um and they're not getting many points away so we'll see how that goes going into a big game against in Greenville in two weeks and we do no longer have the rumors of John Harks to DC United. Oh, over. DC United job has it's been walking ninety. It's over. No more of that. <laughs> I'm telling him to stop. Wayne Rooney is official, and John Harks is staying. I think he loves it here. I really do. Well, I've seen him play before. He's as a DC United player, and he seemed to really enjoy it. Now. Here's what I want, and sorry, Gio, but it'd be really funny to see Landon Donovan and John Harks having to fight it out for San Jose. <laughs> that would be even more shocking than than, than one Knox not being the I think the chances of that are the same. As if you saw San Jose's goal against an equally bad Chicago team a few weeks ago, oh, with the post. you would not want to go anywhere close to either team. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, would, honestly, my told you... Fighting. <laughs> um, my told you so of the week actually goes to one of the same that you said that was a shock. Um... Yeah, I mean, I thought that Tormenta was going to get this win. I It just felt like they finally had to get the monkey off the back, and it, it had to be the sad boys. It had to be the sad wolves, didn't it? You know, they flew too high, and they got too close to the sun. Although they did just have a new signing today from a guy, I think, from Uruguay, um, who, I mean, if yes. your bio just says professional baller, I believe that you're going to score at least 100 goals. <laughs> I, I saw he was signed, and I clicked on his Twitter 
Twitter profile just to see who he was, and he follows me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know who you are until today. But I thought that was pretty funny. Maybe Greenville talked to him at some point. Who knows? But it'll be interesting. Man, as for my shock, of course, I'm going to go talk about Legion, but getting that 3-3 draw after being up 2-0 and then 3-2, blowing two leads against Atlanta United. Um, I know it caused some controversy after I tweeted from the USL show account, but honestly, I really mean this. As of recently, Atlanta really does have a good offense. I know that at the beginning of the year they were bad, bad, but you also have to look at their first team with having 18 of their uh, 30, what, 36 players that they have played for the first team. 18 have sustained long-term injuries. Their offense was being poached left and right. Now they're starting to get more of a consistent lineup week in, week out. And Traeger is the truth. That guy is ridiculous. Um, that's still no... Um, <laughs> still no reason that Legion should be blowing a 2-0 lead and a 3-2 lead. Um, it was awful to be there in attendance for it. That said, um, the people at Atlanta United 2, their front office working with them has been was awesome. They were incredibly professional. And also, the support that Atlanta United 2 has is sneaky good. They actually have a pretty good following for a two, even for just a normal team. They have good fans. So shout out if your if your team in the championship does not have as good of a following as Atlanta United to good luck because I mean that they had a good one and that's a two team. So next year. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I guess um, they're one of they would be one of the decent ones, but yeah. Go join it, Hunts Hill. <sighs> Dumb. Uh, that makes me mad. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but let's go ahead and I guess just move on a little bit and let's go ahead and start getting into uh, predicting some matches. We have a lot to go over. We This week, we added an extra League One match. Um, we took away one of the championship matches. Frankly, not that many great championship great championship matches this week. So we decided to go full into League One, which there's a certain League One match that I am stoked for, and we'll get to that eventually. But let's go ahead and start off with predictions, and we'll start off with Geo. Um, and people who are watching the live stream, please put your predictions down below. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, switchbacks versus uh, Los Dos. Geo. Uh, I think uh, Los Dos got a lucky win the other day. The only way that was a penalty is if the defender had two Rex hands. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to go with the Switchbacks um, win in this one. Ryan? I'm going to say I'm a little nervous about Colorado Springs. They have four losses in their last five games, and you're going up against a Switchbacks team who's the complete opposite of you with four wins in their last five. I will be bold enough to say I think Colorado Springs is a better team than the Galaxy Two and I will lock Colorado Springs to win this game, but that's a real big gamble that I'm, in retrospect, really not happy about taking here. Alan, yeah, um, <laughs> I think Los Dos on outside of the previous game on the road has not been particularly great. Uh, Colorado Springs has been pretty good at home. 
Um, I think if this was in LA, I would feel better about Los Dos playing better. But this being in Colorado, I think this gives Colorado the edge. And then I hope they go all in on this one and they're tired for the San Diego game on Monday. Uh, so I'm picking Colorado Springs. Yeah, I'm going with Colorado Springs here, which means it's definitely a recipe for Los Dos to win. Congratulations, uh, Preston Judd, on your double hat trick. Proud of you. Um, next up, we have – I lost it. We have Charleston, Charleston, Charleston Battery versus Hartford. So I really did want to block this also because Charleston really does not look good at all. And Hartford – and. I, th- I think they're a decent team. They have they're, they're a sneaky good team, um, so I pick Hartford to win this one uh, fairly easily. Hartford, I didn't want to lock this one because, as we've seen with the battery this year, they've had the occasional like they look better than they should at times result. Uh, to be fair, I do think they are one of the worst teams within the league right now. I mean, they've lost four in a row and have no wins in the last five. So I feel like it. They can get that one weird result out of them like they had against Pittsburgh 3-0, but I just don't see it coming against Hartford this weekend, and I think Hartford Athletic get a win. Uh, To answer John's question, what is it with the Colorado Springs schedule? Colorado Springs had to postpone the match against San Diego for COVID, so this was like the opening in both of their schedules to be able to fit that game in. It is kind of a weird Schedule, but that's why the next Monday game is where it is. Um, I am also going Hartford. Um, Hartford's at home for this one, correct? Yes. No, Charleston. No. Oh, it's in Charleston. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to matter. Charleston's terrible. Right <laughs> <now>. um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think Hartford. Oh, my goodness. They're just. This one was hard because they're both just not doing terribly great. Um, but I'm going to guess Hartford. I don't know why, but yeah. Stoppable force versus movable object. You, you know what? I'm going to push back a little bit. I genuinely think that after just some of the signings that they've made um, with Des Moines uh, Menace uh, legend Corey Herzog um, and you know other guys along the way to boister that back line, I think if they had this team at the very beginning of the season, they could be around the playoff bubble. Will they be a playoff team? Maybe not. But I think they're a lot better than their record says they are. And I I do want to say, hey, we do have an episode of Away Days on Charleston. I had a blast in Charleston. Their front office was incredible, incredibly nice to me. They were wonderful people. But legitimately, the Charleston Battery might be one of the worst championship teams I have ever watched in my life. Um, they might it would, be the next expansion announcement to League One. <laughs> Congratulations on your movement. Um, Santa, actually, Santa Barbara uh, just got announced as a promotion to championship <laughs> to take their place. Um, it, it, they're not great. So I'm taking Hartford as my lock of the week. Next up, we have a really fun matchup between Area Code FC versus Louisville City. Uh, I had a hard time with this one. I, I was going back and forth. I ended up just picking Louisville to win, um, but I think it'll be a really close game. I picked Louisville as well, but you're looking at a Memphis team who has not lost the game at home since April 30th against the Miami FC. 
Yeah, I mean, that was like if you're looking at some of their wins that they had in that time, I, I guess you would say Detroit and Phoenix are like the most notable names from it. And I feel like that's like a really strong team to play at home. I was still back Louisville, who as just the league leaders, and you're coming off a team who is won four in a row. So Louisville to win, but Memphis, I think, will give them a good game. Um, I am choosing this one as only to test if there is really a USL curse and who is really behind it, because we all pitch, pick switchbacks and Ryan lock that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> we all pick Louisville. And so I was like, I'm going to lock Louisville because if we're all going to pick them, because Kaylor, you lock Hartford, we all pick them. And we all pick Louisville. Ooh. So <laughs> I think this one is like, I'm going to put the, the USL uh, curse to the test to see who's really behind it. <laughs> so is, I'm locked. I'm locking oh. Louisville, Louisville this week to see who's really behind this this curse. One week we just got, all got to lock the same game. Just to, see, just to see if it's real. Did we not do that against Tulsa and then they had did a complete we? fire cell? I, I think, think that was good. I think we did. The um, only week we locked uh, all of us except for Phil locked a game was week 13 when we all locked Phoenix and they lost to Birmingham. So thanks a lot, Taylor. <laughs> We do great, guys. Um, yeah, to me, I said this is a Louisville win, but also uh, 901's a really good team at home, uh, like Ryan said. And I believe last year, Louisville did not get a single win at Memphis, if I remember correctly. I know they lost their last matchup in Memphis. So this is a time for Louisville to get some revenge, but also Memphis has a lot of confidence playing against a really good Louisville city side. So this should be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, next up we have New Mexico versus uh, which kit season, by the way, Oh my God. So good. Uh, that, wow. How about that? Uh, yeah, that what an incredible kit drop that was, by the way. New Mexico always seems to nail it with their kit uh, kit drops. So shout out. I'm sure the boys at kit season are going to have something on that very soon. Uh, so that's, that's so good. But next up was New Mexico United uh, kit seasons versus the Lily ball river hounds. I picked New Mexico uh, solely because of those beautiful kits that they came out with uh, watch kit season. Next week's episode will probably feature those for sure. Um, uh, next Wednesday but um I picked New Mexico to win this one Robert I'm I can't afford that I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) this is an interesting one to me uh Pittsburgh this season when they've played Western Conference teams there they haven't been the best they've had one nil losses to Las Vegas and a one nil loss to RGV but if you're looking at a New Mexico team at home, they really haven't been all that stellar with uh, just three wins. And I'm really just not too sure who to take out of this game. I feel like it's just a very difficult game to predict. So I'm just going to go with a draw on this one. Yeah, I think New Mexico like has the second worst home points per game record right now. And the only one that's worse than that is Monterey Bay. And that's only, they've both played seven games. Monterey Bay is seven points, New Mexico, nine points. So, yeah, this one was, this one looks like it's 
it's going to be like, oh, New Mexico, they're playing at home. And it's like, yeah, but playing at home hasn't really been a, a solve for them. So uh, I am going to ride my luck with Lily Ball uh, goes on the road, although their road record isn't great either. Uh, I should have probably picked a draw on this one, but I went with Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I went with New Mexico here. I know they're like you mentioned their road or their home record is not great, but I still just don't believe in Pittsburgh right now. I should because Bob Lilly, but despite recent results turning a little bit, I just don't, I, I don't believe yet. I think if they can get results here, I'll be closer to being a believer again, but until then, I still think New Mexico United is a legitimate title contender. And I think that New Mexico has the advantage at home, even though the numbers say they probably don't. Uh, next up, we have Sacramento versus Birmingham Legion. Um, I really wanted to pick uh, Sacramento for this one, actually. Um, being at home, uh, they're playing pretty well, but... Because I love Kaler, take a draw. Um, Birmingham. I know they had a they they had a, a good game against Charleston, which isn't saying much, but uh, maybe it'll give them some confidence. I know that Atlanta United uh, two game was not the best, but they showed some good signs. Um, Atlanta United has that one player, and he left them alone, you know. But um, I think it'll be a draw, and the team will will get a decent result away. Yeah, I'm with Gio on this one. I think it's going to end up being a draw. We've mentioned that Sacramento has done well playing at home this year, still unbeaten. But if you're looking at Birmingham, especially over uh, this past kind of road trip, this is their last of the road games, and they have scored a goal in every single one of the last uh, in of the games on this road trip. And the last time they were shut out was uh, on the road was May 7th against Pittsburgh and only Detroit has been the other team. I think they're going to have enough to be a frustrating team for Sacramento. And if you're a Republic, you really have to be kind of demoralized after a three, three game against a difficult Oakland roots team coming off the backs of a three nil loss Colorado Springs. So I think that really takes a lot of motivation to get up for this game and it's going to end up being a draw. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite route of that saying with, with Sacramento playing Oakland, it's, you know, it's one of the closer things to a Derby, a Derby in California, right? Oakland and Sacramento are close enough. Uh, if we consider Santa Barbara, LA, which, which it isn't. Um, but I, I think that one is a little bit more of a rivalry game. So you got to write that one off. Um, particularly Sacramento coming from behind to get something out of that one. Um, I just think Sacramento home is, is a tough task for, for anybody. Uh, so I went with Sacramento here. If this was the other way around, I'm not sure I would have had so, as much faith, but I like Sacramento at home. This is ending the Legion road trip of, of eight away matches and nine. Uh, so to me, just jet lag, exhaustion, and playing in front of a really good fan base in Sacramento and just a really good team in Sacramento. I went with Sacramento here. Um, it's 
Yeah, it, it's just one of those things that I think that Legion are a good side. I wouldn't be shocked by a draw here. I'll be more surprised by a Legion win here. Not because I think Legion are bad by any stretch. I just think that these are two evenly matched teams. And whenever you're going from on this much of a road trip <laughs> to go finish all the way out west in front of that kind of crowd... I think that's a little bit much to overcome. Um, so I took Sacramento here, but I'll gladly take a point. I'll be more than happy to take a point. We are going to go ahead and move on over to Rio Grande versus Vegas, which is a sneaky, fun match to watch in recent years. For I don't know why, but it always has been from what I remember. So I had a hard time picking between these two games. Um, so I decided to play the game, and I looked at who Kaler picked, and I looked at who John picked because I'm on your tails trying to catch up. Uh, and because one of you picked one team in a draw, instead of just going the other way and shoot, you know, I just wanted to match one of you guys against the leader. And so I picked the draw. Uh, or Actually, no, I picked Rio, Rio Grande to win, um, to get a win. I don't. I really don't know how this game is going to end up. They're both, you know, mid, you know, just decent teams, nothing special. But, uh, yeah, RGV uh, for the win, hopefully. I looked at it as just that RGV is just a difficult place to go in and play. Uh, I believe earlier this streak they had a – earlier this season they had a streak of uh, just consecutive games where they scored a goal at home, ended by uh, Los Dos at the start of June – when they had a 1-0 loss, but uh, RGV still with four wins at home this year, and you're going up against the Las Vegas Lights team with three wins away. I think it'll be a more frustrating game, and it just really depends on which Las Vegas Light team shows up against RGV. So I'll back RGV to win this one. And literally, which Vegas team shows up in that, like, not yeah. just like they're going to bring the same guys and we'll see how they perform. It was like, are they going to bring Trejo? Are they going to bring Cal Jennings? Uh, I went with a draw on this one just because I, for the same reason, like Vegas could show up with a couple guys and go in there and win. They can also like not bring anyone because RGV is like in another like country, another planet almost to get to as far as traveling. And they might just leave a bunch of guys at home. Uh, who knows? So I, that's why I picked a draw. I think this one is a just roll of dice. You know, Gio kind of mentioned uh, trying to steal from from the leader. Um, it should be noted that I am the new leader after going up. Am I not? Did John overtake me? I yeah. Sorry, you no, are the you new did. leader. You are. You're right. Yeah, you're the captain now. <laughs> after after taking an early lead in week one and losing it to John, I was a leader on. for a little while too. Come on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because for some reason we, we didn't understand why you kept picking all the league one stuff wrong, but all the championship stuff, right. Cause that one made no sense. Make sense. So <laughs> the switch over and leaders, uh, Kaylor, you had led from, I think week one, all the way to week four. Oh, wow. Then GOA took over from five through seven. John had took over from well, eight through uh, 17, no. and uh, Kaylor, you took over at week 18. All that said, I picked the last round here. The, the relegation battle has been so much fun to watch. Um, <laughs> more fun than the win at the top three. 
we won't have to talk about that. Um, but it's the thing <laughs> is, is that like Rio Grande, I picked Rio Grande here because it just feels like another week that either Cal Jennings or Danny Trejo gets called up to LAFC to fill out a bench for some reason. And probably just because, like Alan said, Rio Grande is, um, I mean, it's just another planet. You don't go down there and win. And I think that this is going to end up being somehow an all-time just weird match of it getting bogged down in the midfield and Rio Grande gets a, gets a scrappy goal by, you know, housing their weights down the pitch and getting like a one, no win because that's what they do. So I picked Rio Grande, but let's go ahead and move over to the, I guess a little bit more exciting matches. Let's go over to league one where we have Tormenta versus Greenville. Uh, I think this is gonna be a fun game. I I picked Greenville as my lock this week only because Tormenta is not playing well at home. They did beat us pretty handily at home um, in Greenville a few weeks ago, um, but I think we're playing much better now. Um, and we'll see if Tormenta can turn it around right now. Um, but I picked Greenville to win this one, and I know um, earlier we talked about the their player that passed away. I know Greenville is going to bring a kit for them with his name on it um, in honor of him. I know um, our sides are very close. And uh, I have nothing but respect for Tremendous team. Um, I can't wait for their stadium to open. I was hoping to go to this game tomorrow. Unfortunately, I won't be there. I love going to Tremendous away games. Um, but I still hope my team gets a, gets a good win over there in Statesboro. If you're uh, just now joining the live stream, if you're in the podcast, you've already heard this at the beginning, but go ahead, uh, check out uh, what is going to be our Twitter um, and also our the description of this podcast to so check out uh, the Carter Payne uh, Fund to help his family out. We were able to help FC Motown earlier this year uh, raise over $25,000 for his family. Um, we would like to try to do some similar this week. So this week, I mean, for this family as well. So go ahead, find that. If you can't help financially, just spread the word. Let's try to get, let's try to raise as much money for them as possible. Ryan, what you got? I'm with Gio on this one. I'm going to back Greenville on this one. Tormenta has been interesting on the past couple of weeks. They've scored in six consecutive games, but it's still it's that same uh, Tormenta got finally got over the hump and got that win at home. But I think Greenville is just the better team, and they'll get the result. I'd like to apologize to all Greenville fans because I think every time I go back to Greenville, they lose. Uh, so I would like to apologize, but I, I I I think Greenville's probably the better team here, so I went with Greenville. Sorry. <laughs> I also went Greenville here. I do think that they're the better team. And Thanks, listen, guys. yeah, um, no one locked. Well, you actually, you locked it. Did, so yes. we'll, we'll find out. We'll quickly figure out what who the curse is. I guess um, I, this is a home game. Even though the Tormenta finally got the home game, monkey off the back. I do think that Greenville is just better. Um, so I, I went with Greenville here. Next up, 
we have the ice versus fire derby <laughs> cup which has apparently only happened once randomly um even though it definitely has happened before but no one tell fuego's admin love you fuego admin uh who you got geo uh if i was fuego i would want to forget losing four to one also uh, <laughs> but um i went with uh colorado i think they're a much better team uh, i getting to see them live para is is a great striker and, and i like what um what they have there uh fuego they have some good players. I just, I'm not really convinced. I think the only reason they did not lose four or five nothing to us the other day was because we were not playing very well. Our striker was, he, got, he scored a goal that was going in and he got called off sides for kicking it in and uh, he got in the way of a few shots that were going on goal. It was just an unlucky day. And Ant Man, uh, not the Avenger Ant Man, but the keeper Ant Man, bailed him out several times. Um, and it wasn't our day, but we still got a win. And they did not seem to just show that much urgency to try to come and draw that game. So I don't see them doing that against Colorado either. I think uh, Ice is going to win over Fire this tomorrow, I believe. At least your uh, at least your striker did not pull a Valor FC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it's close. But <laughs> Ryan. Does anyone else find it interesting that Northern Colorado has only been shut out once this year in 14 games? It was a nil-nil result they had against Union Omaha. since uh, That was on May 28th, and since then, they've just scored a goal in every single game that they've played in that time. Uh, I will say they have made uh, the move for these July games to be played in Colorado State's football stadium, and if you don't win at least more games than the Colorado State football team won in that stadium last year, it's embarrassing because Ford Madison has equaled that win total from the Rams from last season. But, uh, <laughs> however, I, it, I still, I feel like just playing in that kind of new venue from just kind of what you're not used to is going to be a interesting fixture and it's going to be a draw from this one. And they should have named it a song of ice and fire after game of Thrones, George RR R. Martin, please finish the last book. Fair enough. Um, I just went with the home team here, and so I picked <laughs> no co. Fair enough. Um, I went with Fuego here. I don't know why. Uh, for everything both Geo and uh, Ryan laid out, um, and even the home match of it being in Northern Colorado, you know, higher elevations and whatnot, everything tells me that Fuego. Uh, should lose this match. And for that very reason, it's definitely a match that Fuego is going to win because Bejev is just going to Bejev. Um, that's just what he does. I didn't see him play the other night. Oh, I think he started, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was in your back pocket, brother man. He was, yeah, at home. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was in John's back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up is across all leagues to me is the match of the week. And that is the Richmond kickers who are at home versus Greenville triumph, a battle of, I think pretty unanimously the two top teams in USL league one. I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I think they have one of the best offenses. Uh, Bolaños and Terzaghi are 
are insanely good. Um, all their midfields and strikers are dangerous. Um, but we do have, you know, a good defense as, as we always have been. Um, and Richmond, they're just a weird team. I, I, I like them and I rate them, but they, they, you know, one day they pull off some amazing wins and some days they just don't show up. Um, but saying that, I, I chose Greenville to get a win away. We've beat them away before. Um, and I think in a big matchup, which will possibly be one versus two um, by, by Saturday, um, especially if we if we win tomorrow, um, I think it'll be a really interesting matchup. But I think we'll sneak a win away and get ready for Omaha the weekend after that. I think it's strange that it took until the, uh, at least for Richmond's sake, the 16th game of their year for Richmond and Greenville to finally mm-hmm. play each other. I know there will still be the kind of the remaining fixtures, and Richmond and Greenville do play each other on the final day of the season, which if it's not decided by then, it could very well decide the shield and uh, the number one seed for the playoffs. But uh, I just have to look at how Richmond has done uh, just at home this season. The last time they were shut out in a game, was a uh, loss to Ford Madison on May 7th at home. And I feel like uh, Greenville is good and it's going to be a fun match. So I, I'm picking a draw on this one. Um, I'm going to go with the fighting geos and pick Greenville to win this one. I'm fully backing this week. I think they're going to have a great week and Geo's going to be happy and be happy, I will be man. happy. I will be happy that Geo's happy. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet some pictures just for you, just me at home, since these are all away games, just of me to make you happy. I I went with Greenville here, but I I wrote down Richmond a few times, and I erased it, and then I wrote down Greenville, and then I erased it, and wrote down Richmond. This is one of those matchups that I kept going back and forth on because there's a reason that Richmond is in second in the table. And it's not for their away record. They are really good at home in front of, oh, what's their supporters? Are they the Red Army? I think so. I believe so. Uh, yeah, um, they are really, really good at home. And I said it before, I still think that Newcomer of the Year could still go to Sir uh, Stephen Payne. I'm just going to keep riding that train. <laughs> but, I mean, he, this is a team that's really dangerous, but – the more and more I see of Greenville, the more and more I believe in that they're going to be in the USL finals this year. They just look to be a step above the rest this year. Uh, finally, we have a matchup of t- two teams that could be very exciting to watch or incredibly boring to watch. And I'm going to watch it but I don't know which one it's going to be. And it's going to be Chattanooga Red Wolves versus North Carolina FC. Uh, I had a hard time with this one because uh, we were talking about, um, I think, Colorado scoring in almost all their games. North Carolina FC has scored in every single one of their games. Um, But Chattanooga has been playing very well lately, pulling off results. Um, I rate them a little bit higher than North Carolina. I think North Carolina has made strides to be a much better team than they have last season. And they picked up Shaq Adams from the terrible Charleston battery, which is definitely going to help them out. Um, But I still think Chattanooga is going to pull off a win. 
Yeah, I'm backing Chattanooga to win as well. If you're looking at NCFC away from home, they haven't won a game away from home since May 7th against FC Tucson, and then they won the first game away from home against Tormenta, uh, a Tormenta team who is already aforementioned not so great at home. And I feel like that just kind of plays into it that Chattanooga just gets another result and a win for them would move them back above the uh, playoff line. Um, I wanted to return to the roots of the USL show and pick a crest with, with mountains and coyote and, and animals. Uh, I also uh, probably was leaning more toward the, the home team being a little bit more successful in this one as well. So I picked Chattanooga. So this one was a weird one for me. Um, I I think that Chattanooga is going to get the win here, but I kept flipping back and forth because Chattanooga recently has been kind of le- uh, leaky on their defensive left side. I think that that kind of left side has been a little bit uh, shaky for them. And they in North Carolina has a pretty good uh, right winger of Jaden Cervania, who very talented player, Puerto Rican uh, international at age of like 20. He's really, really good, really, really talented. And he seems like a kind of guy who would feast in this kind of game. But he's also very hit or miss recently for North Carolina. And this just feels like a match where Chattanooga is playing at home that maybe it won't travel. And I don't know why, but I feel like that might be the case. And I picked Chattanooga. But that's all of our predictions this week. Uh, we, Like I said, we had 10. Uh, we dropped a USL championship one because, quite frankly, some of the uh, matches are kind of boring, uh, at least boring to talk about. Um, and then League One just has some absolute bangers this week. So... That's this week's predictions. Any final thoughts on any of the predictions or the week that will be from you guys? I'm excited. Big week in Greenville. Get Liberty tomorrow. Um, I get to be having the Triumph game on my phone while I'm at the Liberty game. Um, but that'll be fun. And then maybe we'll match up with Tormenta in the playoffs for the W League. We'll see. Um, but it's an exciting week, and I'm happy that family's getting healthy and I'll be back out there. Um, enjoying some soccer. Beautiful. I was just going to wish Austin Grow uh, best wishes as he embarks on whatever new uh, journey his soccer career takes. Uh, San Diego announced they mutually parted ways. Uh, he was kind of a takeover. He took over Jay Muse after Jay Muse's injury last year. Uh, was pretty successful. Uh, went into this year, uh, wasn't really getting any minutes. Uh, so just want to wish him the best of luck. All right. Well, I think that's going to be about it for soccer stuff. So let's go ahead uh, doing do some last uh, rounds, uh, Robert. We will. We are trying desperately to get people to do uh, San Antonio away days. Also, people in Omaha, please understand. Unless someone <laughs> buys one of us out there, we need one of y'all to get in touch with us. We want to show off Omaha. But we can't afford that. At least I can't. So fly one of those. <laughs> so, um, but go check out the Charleston Battery Away Days. It was a lot of fun to film. So 
Uh, that should be fun. A uh, new kit season comes out tomorrow, so that should be a ton of fun as well. Like I said, the Carter Payne uh, links will be everywhere on socials and um, should be the very first thing in this description. Uh, all that said, that's the last bit of the little admin work. Um, Alan, what are some final thoughts you got for us? Um, I don't really have a ton. Uh, explore your city. I think there's a lot of fun things that people wait for. Uh, what are those people called? Tourists to come in and check it out. But I encourage you guys, if you haven't been a tourist in your own city, go check it out. Because I'm sure there's some fun places and local businesses that you can be uh, checking out and being a tourist in your own city. So that's my random kind of thought. Ryan? I turned 24 years old today. And it's hey! Birthday. Thank you. It, I, it feels strange to have been alive for 24 years and uh, just uh, happy to have celebrated the day. That's awesome. We'll have to we'll have to I have to head over to watch the Greenville against the Hammerheads. Absolutely, twenty twenty four. That'll be we'll celebrate <laughs> your twenty six sixth birthday together. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be thirty two, but um, no, I'll be thirty three. Oh my goodness. Anyways, um, uh, Carter Payne Foundation definitely check it out and help out however you can. Keep sharing it. Uh, Tormenta has a if, if i was not a greenville fan i would be a tormentor fan i'll just put that out there um just a class organization um just uh, just i rate them very highly um and i'm glad i'm getting better my family's better because i have not seen thor yet and it's been killing me uh, <laughs> so <laughs> i'm very excited to get back out go to the movies um, with some friends nice um yeah like john said birmingham is overrun with tourists right now with the world games going on so uh there's a lot of people in birmingham it's been interesting uh there was a i guess a fairly birmingham viral tweet that went out um a girl had ran it ran into a dutch disc golfing or uh dutch whatever and he had asked her like what what is there to do in birmingham on a sunday and she had to just kind of be like, well, <laughs> it's a Sunday in the South. <laughs> so that, that's, that's been interesting to have uh, people from outside the country discover Birmingham. A uh, ton of fun. Um, let's see. I guess uh, recently today I had a, a just a moment. I've kind of talked about it a bit on uh, Twitter just a little bit, but really just uh, take time to take care of yourself. Um, you know, especially for a lot of people who watch us are involved with content creation. It's very easy to get caught up in the numbers and get caught up in, you know, this and that and possible feedback that you get and whatnot. It's really easy to get caught up in that and, um, Try not to. It's really easy to. Uh, and if you need to take some time to take some time, that's totally fine as well. Um, I think I've been doing pieces recently. Um, what's a, I thought about this earlier and I have been doing orchestra and opera. So I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm going to go over to wind band and we are going, and I'm going to go with David Maslanka's give us this day. 
that one's uh that one's a certified heater everybody talks about part uh the second half of it uh the second movement i think the first movement is just pure just like if you want to lift weights to it definitely could it's incredible but i think that's everything um i think uh should be another wonderful wonderful week of usl watch the w league playoffs watch league one watch the championship and somebody please go check on new orleans please but uh for the last time tonight guys thank you so much for listening and let's hear alan's voice thank you for watching another episode of the usl show this and every episode is brought to you by the beautiful game network find podcasts and other written work at bgn.fm once again thanks for stopping by and we'll see you guys again next week